there's no torments in heaven. Be seated in the heavenly places. Let your kingdom come and touch every one of them right now. The power of God is present to heal the sick, to touch your mind, your body, your emotions, anything and everything. And whatever it is that you need, the healer, the provider, the master, the maker is in the room. says whatever you bind here on earth is bound in heaven and whatever you loose here on earth is loosed in heaven and so whatever you allow is, a, is allowed to remain do you know that pain is a spirit and that spirit of pain knocking on your door trying to find a deeper entryway that's what it is causes some to panic, to go searching out for more, what it might be. Do you understand how things work in the spirit realm? That which you believe it is, it is. You give room to it. You give permission. But today is a new day. Today you're waking up. Today the warrior is arising in this place. Why do you think some of you get healed in the glory when you're here at church? You go a week, maybe even two, and then you wonder why the pain came back. Then you go, oh, the pain came back. It must have not worked. Not true. You get healed in the glory. You're healed. But that spirit tries to find a home again. And if you allow it to enter a second time, it will. You must rise in your authority and say, absolutely not. I rebuke that spirit of pain. And I cast that spirit of pain out right now in the name of Jesus. All of you that raised your hands, that there was something going on in your body, I take authority right now over every place of pain, every spirit of pain, and I command it to be removed right now. I command it to be removed. Say, Jesus, you're my healer. So I receive the healing right now. Heal my body right now. I thank you. Just tell me, what did you get healed of? What was it? I had a migraine coming in, and it just was pounding, pounding on the top of my head. And so as you were saying what you were saying when you were uh, on the floor, it, it went away. Hallelujah. <laughs> <sighs> pain and now there's not pain yes i feel better <laughs> power of god i was at the gas station running late my car wouldn't unlock and on the way here i was watching it and i was feeling the glory of god all over me and my legs did not want to work the last few days circulation Jesus, I thank you for the glory of God all over her, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Oh. Your spine. Yeah, my spine is hurting. Now I'm just releasing. Released. Woo! 
settled over there, now it hurts. Now it hurts again. Now is a great test for you to do what? Rebuke that thing. I'm going to have you do it right now. What is it in your back? Pain in the back? Lower back? Okay. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke that pain in your lower back. It goes now. Test it. Stubborn spirit must go right now. It's gone. Hallelujah. It's gone. I've been diagnosed with uh, jackhammer esophagus, and my, my muscles get so tight, it choked me to death. And um, it's just always tight. But when I was back there, and we rebuked it, I felt it opening up. <laughs> what did the Lord do today? How did he heal you? Fell down the stairs backwards, and I cracked two bones in my knees, and my foot's still numb, and I hit my hip. It's been three months, but today I just had physical therapy, and it's been bothering me since then. And then just moving around, it's hurting more, and I forgot my... Um, it was just hard, but now the pain just left uh, my knee, so that felt good. What did the Lord just do? Well, the pain was here Thursday, and it went away, and it's been gone until this morning, and it came back, so I went to the chiropractor, and it didn't go away, and when I was standing back there, it went away, but now that I'm up here, it's coming back. Well, so same with you. See, some God's trying to teach some of you how do you stand in your healing. He has rebuked it, and it's not going away. Hmm. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, let the authority of God in you rise up right now. Rise up right now. Hey, leave him right now. I rebuke that thing. Out, out. Faith arise. It's gone. It's gone. What did the Lord do? Having pain in my shoulders and in my elbows, and now it's down in my feet. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. And you are whole in his name. Hey! Hallelujah. Amen. I titled tonight's message, Take Them Higher. Take Them Higher. The Lord's, when the Lord was preparing this message, he spoke to my spirit. And he, he spoke this, the, the title. Those of you that know me know that that doesn't happen often. <laughs> Don't engage in low battles that were meant for young faith. Young faith. Not no faith, young faith. Don't engage in a battle that was meant for young faith. Okay? The, the, the seasoned saints are those that have gone through some battles. They have some scars that can testify of God's goodness. But you're still standing. You have got some scars. You can testify of God's goodness, though. And those scars only prove that you are still standing. Amen? Hallelujah. And it proves the faithfulness of God. See, the invisible scars on your heart tell the wondrous story that you will not quit. And it's important that I have a group of people that say, I will not quit. Never quit. Never. No, never. Matthew 17, 2. See, when Jesus was transfigured on the mount, he took Peter, James, and John, and he led them up on a high mountain by themselves. They went up on a high mountain 
by themselves. See, we, they went up to, on a high mountain by themselves because the Lord was about ready to show them something. When God wants to take you to, to a deeper place in his spirit, he wants you to come up higher. He wants you to come up higher, and he wants you to take with you that which he needs to transform in the high places. You're not going to live in the low, lower section anymore. It's time to go up. It's time to go up, and I am going up. You are going up, right? And so when you said yes to Jesus, you meant it. You meant it, but, but here's where people go wrong. Okay, they react sometimes in the flesh to situations that were sent from the pit. There are situations in your life that were sent from the pit. We actually already talked about a few. We talked about a few, didn't we? We said some of you went on vacation or you were out and about and you literally, no, no one was around you, but you felt pushed to the point to where you got injured. Tell me, was that not an assignment sent from the pit? You guys know that this kind of stuff does happen. An enemy that pretended to be a friend, but back bit and slandered you instead. Hmm, an assignment sent from the pit. You thought he was a friend, but actually he was a foe. An enemy sent from the pit to backstab. A spirit of jealousy that attacked your marriage and you allowed it to deceive you and you kept on blaming your spouse. You thought it was, you thought it was him. It was a spirit of jealousy. Learn to discern. It was a spirit of jealousy. Don't allow the enemy to rob from you all the time. The whole time you're blaming your spouse when it should have been take authority and take that spirit and say absolutely not devil out of here in Jesus' name. Learn to protect what God has given you and stop mixing the two. Right? But people, they'll see these scenarios and they'll get right into the flesh and they'll they won't, they forget that we don't do battle in this level. We're not battling, you know, flesh and blood, powers and principalities, right? How about fear that gnaws at your heart regarding a wayward son or daughter? And that fear just gnaws. There's times where that fear is gnawing at your heart regarding someone that you love. That's sent from the pit. Say, it's sent from the pit. And I'm not going to allow it to have not one more second of my life. Not one more second. How about panic regarding every new development that you hear regarding the government? Our government. As hideous and horrendous as the things we... But how about the fear and the panic, though, that rise up in some people's heart for every new development? That is not how you were called to live. You are not called to live at every whim and at every expression. Half of those things aren't even going to come to pass anyway. And, and, and the things that might come to pass, let me tell you, you have authority. Don't you sit there and say, I don't have authority because this is of the, a level of a, a governmental level. You have authority in the name of Jesus because the government is upon his shoulders. And if the government is upon the shoulders of Jesus and the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you, then where is your authority, church? So we have to know what we have, who, what we have, the authority that we have in his name and stop allowing some new development. And there's a lot of hideous things that are out there. We get it. We, we hear, we hear all of them, but we can't allow these things to get you. You can't allow these things to get you in a place of fear. You have authority. Stand up, bind it. Do you know? That's why I said today, whatever you bind, the Bible doesn't say some of the things. It says, whatever you bind, here on earth is bound in the heavens. Whatever you loose here on earth is loosed 
in heaven. In Matthew 18, whatever, whatever you bind. And so the Lord is waiting on you to do the work of the ministry. But this is the work of the ministry. How about seeing the cultural debauchery all around and allowing it to frustrate you instead of recognizing that you're a son. You're an heir. You're a son. You're an heir in Christ, right? Are we awake? Don't engage on a ground level, church, for you are called to be a general in the faith. You got to take it up higher. You got to take these things up higher. You are called to be a general of the faith. You know, a general doesn't get his five stars all at once, does he? He's got to go through the process. He's got to prove his position is truly he's, that he's ready to stand in that position. So we have to prove to who? To yourself and to that demon that keeps on trying to disqualify you. But you're going to take it up higher. You're going to take it up into the realm of the spirit. You're not going to do battle on this low level. You're going to take it up higher and say, in the name of Jesus, I understand something. That I'm seated in the heavens. So what you see is not really what you see. Devil. What you see, you think I'm standing right here, so you think you can attack me. But what you don't know is that positionally, I'm seated in the heavens, and everything that comes against me or my family, I'm going to take it up higher. See, I'm taking it up higher. Taking it up higher into the heavenly realm, right? Ephesians 6, 11 says, stand against the wiles of the devil. We have to stand against the wiles, trickery, schemes, the wiles of the devil. We are to stand against them. A wall like a wall of defense, standing against them. You may see it, but what are you doing about it? We have to do something about it. Stand against the wiles. I'm going to put on the whole armor of God. I'm going to stand. And Ephesians 6, 11 says to stand against the wiles of the devil. If you're going to stand against something, you're going to open your mouth and you're going to actually say something. When you don't speak, the devil can let that sink in for a minute. But when you don't speak, the devil can. And if you let him speak and have the last word, then you know what? You have no one to blame but yourself. Because you let him. We are to have the last word. Yeah. Oh, and he's so afraid of the shout. He's so afraid. Why? Because there's a power of God behind that shout. Don't let the devil have the last word. See, you don't get your stars, uh, speaking of the generals in the faith, you don't get your stars fighting in the dirt. This is the, this is the point of today's message. I'm trying to get you guys to come up higher. You don't get your stars fighting in the dirt. There's, there's some battles that you guys are fighting in the dirt, and you're exhausting yourself. And you're wondering why it still hasn't changed. Because you were never meant to do battle down here. You were meant to pull it up and bring it up high in the heavens where you're seated in the heavenly place. To have this perspective and say, mm, no. Problem is, so much of the times fear will creep in or you believe a lie. And if you're believing a lie, it's like someone taking something and just like knocking your leg out of place. And now your leg is broken and you're limping and you're just trying to believe the truth. But you're limping in the spiritual realm when we believe a lie. So I'm not going to believe a lie because I have the word of truth right in front of me. 
And if I just get this word on the inside of me, if I just let this word really just consume me, then every place where the schemes and the wiles of the enemy, the trickery of the enemy, it will be exposed. Because this word will speak louder than any other assignment that's trying to come against me. Right? Because the Bible will speak loud and clear. The Holy Spirit will make sure that she puts you in remembrance to the word. Ephesians 6.12 says, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, right? So stop swooping down to fight a battle that you were, whether you, you were meant to actually choke the life out of that battle. You were meant to choke the life out of that assignment. Why are you still letting it breathe? Why are you still letting it talk? Why are you still letting it harass you? Why are you still letting it harass your children? Why are you still letting it have a key to the front door? Am I talking to anybody today? Is God opening up your spiritual understanding? You're supposed to choke the life. Half of the battles we have is because we didn't finish the job. David didn't just rely on that stone. He went and chopped his head off with the sword, the enemy's sword. He didn't just let the stone do his work. He finished the job. Some of you need to finish the job. Well, it's time, church. We have some things we need to finish, don't we? It's time. Say, it's time. And I'm ready. I'm ready. We're ready to finish the job. And we're going to do so in the spirit. We're going to do so and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us. But the first thing is mindset. We have to have a mindset shift. Our mentality must be, I'm living in this realm up here and not down here. And so everything that comes against me, I'm going to take it up to the, in the heavenly places. I'm taking it up. I'm taking it up. I'm taking it up. I'm going to allow my Abba Father to speak to me, to show me exactly what I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to use my authority and I'm not going to back down. Right? Ephesians 6.13 says, take up the whole armor of God that you, may be able to, that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil. And having done all, stand, right? See, the higher, the higher you go, the harder to breathe. Because the air is thinner. But not when you're in the spirit. How many of you guys have you know, gone up and, you know, you've driven up to the mountains or you've gone up to a high elevation. And it takes some time to adjust even just in your own natural breathing. Because the higher you go, the harder it is to breathe. You have to adjust. But when you're in the spirit, it's not hard. And there is no adjustment period. You're in the spirit because the spirit of God, the ruach of God, the breath of God, the pneuma of God has literally breathed life in you. Did he not do that for the first man, Adam? Did he not do that? And so is that not what is on the inside of us, the spirit of God, the breath of God, the breath of heaven? Right? And so we carry his spirit. Think about this. The very same breath of God, he lives in the heavens, he lives within me. But his breath, he breathed his breath within me. He lives. Yes, he lives in my heart, but he lives in the heavens, seated. God is seated. Jesus is seated next to him, right? And so what? The air is thinner, but I'll tell you right now, because you've allowed him to speak to you, to heal you, to restore you, to get you to even be saved, to transform you. You have his spirit. You have his breath. If you have his breath, 
then everything that is of this lower level, you're going to take it up higher and you're going to learn to live in the heavenly realms where the air is thinner but only for the enemy because you're going to be able to breathe just fine in that place because you were called and created. You were literally fashioned to actually thrive in that realm, not this one. And so you've got Christians that are trying to thrive in this realm when they were never supposed to thrive in this realm. They were actually supposed to thrive in that realm. When you thrive in that realm, everything in this realm changes for your benefit, for your favor. When you thrive, when you learn to thrive, the battle, it's backwards. People have it backwards. They're trying to solve the problem here. But if you just realize, I'm going to take it up higher, I'm going to solve the problem up here. And then what happens is everything down here automatically shifts. It has to. It has to because you have, an, you have a, a kingly perspective now. You have a priestly perspective now that you didn't have when you were down here. Down here you had the grasshopper perspective, the grasshopper mentality. Right? Are we all following? Genesis 2-7. The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. He became a living being because God breathed. God breathed. Are you letting God breathe on you? Are you letting God breathe in you? Are you letting God breathe in your circumstances? Or are you just worried and just sitting there wondering how and when is this going to change and how long is it going to take? Or are you just going to let God breathe? Do you know the authority you have? It takes a shift in your mindset to realize there is literally no lack. There is literally no lack. And I don't care if things in the natural haven't changed yet. It has already changed in the heavenly realm. And if it's already changed in the heavenly realm, then it's up to you to actually literally speak it out. See, God's breathing right now. Thank you, Lord, for breathing right now. Thank you for breathing on me right now. Thank you for breathing on them right now. Thank you for breathing on my children, our family. Thank you for breathing on this city, this state. Thank you for breathing, Lord God. Thank you for breathing on this nation right now. Hallelujah. The name of God shall be exalted. His name shall be praised. Did I not say in the beginning, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, he says, my name will be great among all the nations. God doesn't lie. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't have amnesia. He doesn't forget what he said. He does not make a mistake. Right? He doesn't make a mistake. So if he said it, we got to have tenacious, bold faith to say, Lord, Lord, I thank you. I've got everything you said I have and then some because, Lord, I, the, the devil sees, looks at you because why is she smiling? Why are they smiling? Why are they laughing? We know something he doesn't. We're made and we're fashioned and formed in the image of God. We're fashioned and formed in a way that we can't lose. We carry his spirit. You know you can't lose? See, when you think you can lose, then you can and you will. But when you realize you can't lose, I can't lose. I won't lose. I can't lose. You won't lose. You can't lose. Lose what? What is she talking about? I'm talking about every promise in this word is yes and amen. And we will not lose. So when you operate in the spirit, I heard you, but I was like, oh, in this. Then I forgot to say thank you. <laughs> when you operate in the spirit, you will soar in levels where your enemies cannot breathe. I told you the Lord gave me this message. 
And he said, when you operate in the spirit, you're operating in such a high level. The enemy can't even breathe in that area. That's why he stops so much. He tries to stop the move of the spirit. You know, you guys walk in and you go, oh, the glory. Oh, it's so the glory. But, you know, we have to press in many times. We've got to fight. We've got to take authority. We're here early. We're here at four. We're here two hours before to really pray and to press in because there is so much opposition that will try to stop what you guys end up just seeing. The glory. The glory is beautiful. But the enemy tries to stop it because he's afraid. Because he knows when we get to that place, in that realm of glory, that there's no stopping us. That he's completely defeated in that area. Do you guys understand how this works? Right? And so, so what, what we can live in and thrive in, he's actually, he, it's death to him. He can't even enter in. And if he does, he's on his face being defeated. Great. Great. Yeah. Another one bites the dust. Exactly. Devil. Him. In Jesus' name. So I, I actually really believe this. Do you? Amen. Proverbs. I'm sorry. Psalms 33.6. says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And by the breath of his mouth, all of their host. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Thank you, Father. By your word, you spoke it, and it was. And then it says, and by the breath of his mouth, by the breath of his mouth, all of their host. I just want you to understand the breath of God that lives on the inside of you. And that we're taking this higher in the higher realm. So in Isaiah 61, 1 says, the spirit of the Lord, God, is upon you. By the breath of the Lord, he says that he has, he has the breath of the Lord, it's upon his upon his mouth and it's it's on his hosts right but then it says in isaiah 61 1 the spirit of the lord is upon you the spirit of the lord his breath his spirit his power his holy spirit is upon you and that's important both are important acts 1 8 you've already received power you've already received power and you continue to receive power again and again when the holy spirit comes upon you how we love the holy spirit we do everything that we need to do in order to make way for his Holy Spirit to come in like a flood and to touch all of us and to saturate us. I, I don't like to put God in a box. I, I don't like, that's just not, to me, that's not my calling. Is it yours? Good. We don't put God in a box. We allow him to move. And we allow him to touch us. And there is no better place that you can be other than right in the center of his will, his power, where he is moving mightily, where he's literally touching you, healing you, restoring you. You know, some of you got healed tonight, like physically in your body. Some of you, your healing was different. For some of you, your healing was internally, emotionally. For some of you, your healing, you're starting to see it over time. And what it is is you realize, hey, I'm not the same person that I used to be. All of a sudden, people are telling me, hey, what happened to you? you you're different. You're different. You're bold. You're bold. Something changed. Something. What is it? What changed? The boldness of the Lord is what changed. I'm now filled with the boldness of God. I have no fear. I know who I am in Christ. And I know the word of God, and it sustains me. He literally sustains me. It means he holds me up. He lifts me up. He fills me. He's sustaining me. He's given me breath. He's given me direction. He's given me purpose. Some of you, your healing is not just physical. 
it, it's more of this internal change. And when you change like this, that's when every demonic assignment goes running because they know they don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance. They do stand a chance if they're still fearing you. They do stand a chance if they're still unbelief, double-mindedness. They stand a chance, all right, because that's their entry. That's their entryway. But the minute the boldness of God comes upon you, the minute you realize you can't quit and you can't and you won't lose, the minute you realize that God says you're victorious in him, you're already more than a conqueror. If you're already more than a conqueror, I don't, I don't see any defeat in that sentence. I don't see any defeat in I'm more than a conqueror. You're not even just a conqueror. You're more. Isaiah 40, in verse, starting in 28. It says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. Ah, so good. Thank you, Lord. You, you never get tired. You don't faint. You don't get weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Some of you may feel weak, but the minute you turn and say, Lord, I'm coming up higher. I'm coming up higher. He says, I give power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he is increasing your strength right now. Right now. It says, even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait, but those who wait, but those who hope, but those who are fixed, but those who will not move, but those who will not quit. That's what this is talking about. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You're being, your strength is being renewed right now. Those who wait on the Lord, are you waiting on the Lord? Are you steadfast? Absolutely. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And then it doesn't stop there. It says, but you shall mount up. Say, I'm mounting up now. I'm, mount, I'm going up higher now. You shall mount up with wings like eagles. We're mounting up with wings like eagles. Hallelujah. He says, you shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not faint. You're mounting up. I'm mounting up right now. Wings like the eagles. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. We will not, not at all fail. Hallelujah. So you're mounting up with wings like the eagles. You're taking opposition up to the heavens. I've already told you that you're going to choke the life out of that opposition, out of that pressure, out of that stress, out of those that are trying to come against you. And I'm referring to the spirit right now, right? You're choking the life out of it for in that level, the pressure will kill those that are unqualified to be there. Okay, let me explain what I just said. You're going to choke the life out of, out of that spirit. And one of the ways you're going to do it is because you're going to go up to the higher realms. You're going to go up into the higher realms in the spirit. You're going to come in, up in prayer. Like he said to Moses, come up higher. I want to give you the, the commandments. Come up higher. Right? Didn't he say that to Moses? Come up higher. We already know Jesus, it took his disciples, went up on the mount to bring them up higher. God wants you to go up higher. He wants you to literally understand that you're going to take your prayer, your needs. You're going to come up higher in the spirit. You're going to pray. You're going to pray from a position of I've already received it, God, I'm still trying to get it. As you pray in this position, this posture of victory, as you pray in this posture of I'm going to decree a thing and it shall be established, as you pray in this posture of no, I'm not trying, I already have. As you pray in this posture, everything that you bring up there, literally, that's of the enemy, gets choked, gets choked, it gets choked. It can't sustain that type of an atmosphere. It's literally the air is too thin for it to even breathe. You see what I'm saying? They can't even breathe in that air because the air is too thin and it's not meant for them. That's why it was meant for you. 
Because you're created in his image and in his likeness, right? And so you were created in the image of God. You're created and the breath of God that was already breathed upon you. And he is saying, now I want you to take what you've just learned and I want you to come up higher. How many people are going to come up higher? How many people are going to take their situation and literally take it to the heavens and say, I thank you, Lord God, I'm victorious. And this assignment is under my feet in the name of Jesus. Some of you need to just open up your wings and fly higher. Eagles rarely do battle here on the ground with the snakes that they have as their prey. Eagles rarely do battle down here on the ground. They take their prey and they take it up and they kill it in the air. You're going to crush the snake while it's still in the air. You're going to crush that assignment while it's still just floating around trying to come against you. So there is a present defeat and an ultimate, there, there's, a, there's a present defeat of Satan. That's what we're doing right now. And then, of course, there's an ultimate defeat of Satan. But there's a present defeat of Satan, of the enemy's plan. That present defeat is because of the cross. The reason we have that present defeat, in other words, you have victory now, is because of the cross. It's because the cross is already your victory. Because when he went on that cross and shed his blood for us and then rose again and, and at that victory right there became your victory. And that is why you have authority to stand in faith and say, devil, you're defeated. And people go, yeah, but he's still roaming around on the earth. So what? Do something about it. When it comes to you and your own, do something about it. Stand in authority. So there is a present defeat of the enemy. And that requires your partnership with the Holy Spirit for you to see it, to walk in it. But it's available. And then there's a future defeat. And that's at the return of Christ when his final days are final. Right? Don't, don't negate the fact that, because this is what I hear sometimes, but well, you know, the enemy's roaming around and so until Jesus comes back. And that's lame. That is so lame, you guys. Because you know what, there is so much you can do and need to be doing and should be doing right now to walk in total victory. And don't let him, don't let him run around on your parade. Don't let him have his way. When God says, I've already given you everything in my son, he already rose from the grave and he already, his spirit is living on the inside of you. So you have resurrection power on the inside of you. So don't be blindsided by the demonic cosmic warfare all around us. Take heart. There's a, there, there's a cosmic warfare constantly. Cosm cosmic warfare. It's constant. So what? There's also a constant victory because I constantly get to stay in the places where God has already assigned for me to be, which is in his realm, a realm much higher than this one. So, so yes, there is a cosmic realm where there's a devil defeating people, but not you because your eyes are opened. Not you because you know victory is yours in Jesus's name. And you know, not just, it's not just because of you it's because of Christ in you but because of Christ in you you have everything that you need for life and godliness everything is everything say everything is everything there's nothing missing nothing lacking mm -hmm.